What's up, everybody? This is your host, JP. With this episode, due to it being our first time having a guest, we did have some audio technical issues. We did clean it up to the best of our ability. <laughs> did the best cleaning that we could. Uh, we hit it with the flash mode on and we were zooming around trying to fix it up but this is the best that we got so i hope you guys can bear with us and we'll just do better on the next one but be sure to tune into both episodes and we love y'all enjoy this episode what's up everybody i'm your host jp this is my co-host josh hey everybody and this is another episode of the film bros podcast all right y'all so we got a special episode for you guys today. Not only are we going to be reviewing a movie and a whole franchise, but we also have a guest today. And our special guest today is Raymond. He's going to be here today to discuss with us this franchise. Um, I don't want to give away too much, but you want to go ahead and introduce uh, yourself? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, thanks for having me here. I'm Josh, JP. Um, I'm excited. I mean, I love cars. I love action. This is the best. Hey, oh yeah. Hey, there you go. Yeah. So, that's all this franchise needs. It's for me. Probably. So if you guys have it, haven't gotten the little uh, hints right there, we will be reviewing Fast X today. I know that this road has been very hard, and yet here you are. Building this magnificent family. What's going on in that head of yours? Something little piece of it. Is it dead? They're not afraid of anything. But I am. I'm afraid of losing someone I love. Dominic Toretto. You're about to learn all about fear. such a beautiful life filled with love and family i never got that chance you stole that from me my future my family and now i'm gonna break yours And on top of that, we will be giving you guys our ranking, what we believe, where these movies go, where Fast X belongs amongst the rest of the sea of fast cars, I guess you could say. Um, with that, I guess we could just uh, start diving right in. So I wanted to, you know, everybody has a different story. Some people, oh, by the way, guys, before we get started, this will be a spoiler review. We will be spoiling the whole franchise, the whole Fast franchise. We're going to be talking in-depth theories, uh, speculation. If the movies are good for the, us, uh, who knows? If they're bad, who knows why Why they're good, why they're bad. We're, we're going to discuss it all here. So a lot of spoilers. If you guys haven't seen the franchise, what are you doing with yourself? <laughs> go go watch the franchise and then come back. Yeah. I've been awake since yesterday watching everything, so I'm ready for this conversation. Um are you, are you you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Both of you guys? Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Ray, let, let's start with you first. Everybody right. has had an introduction to this franchise, okay? Some people started from the very beginning. Some people picked it up along the way. Somebody probably got put on from Fast 9. Who knows? Uh, what was the first movie in the franchise that got you basically hooked? From the beginning. 
right away. 2001, everybody in school is talking about it. Eight, nine years old, everybody's talking about it in school. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell my friends, let me have $5. Let me go rent that VHS right now. Oh, well, the VHS. <laughs> the VHS. That's how old I am. <laughs> we brought out the VHS. Um, Josh, what about you? What was the movie that put you on? Um, damn. Well, okay, well, <laughs> I'm probably, I'm the youngest in the room, so I'm just, it was the first one, for sure. Um, I was showing that one, and, and ever since then, the franchise has just been one of my favorites. Very, very up there with my top set, like, 10 franchises, if I'm being for real. Yeah, the Fast franchise? Yeah, of, of course, 100%. Um, For me, at least... I I knew since the I knew about the first one. I never watched it. I, I actively ignored it. I was just a kid at the time, so I wasn't really worried about it. But I think the one that put me on was Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, I really liked the cars in that one. Um, Ludacris was good. Um, I, I I wanted to watch that movie because Ludacris was in it. Funny thing was because like I knew him as a rapper. Yeah, yeah exactly. I got a midget on my necklace or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, th- this franchise, this one is for me. And then I wound up watching the first one and thought it was 10 times better than the second one. But, you know, you can't win them all, I guess. So <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so with that, I think it's only fair to kind of recap basically how we got to 10 movies, right? So we started off with the first one, which was The Fast and the Furious uh, 2001, like uh, Raymond said. That one had a 55% Rotten Tomato score, okay? Um, met right in the middle with uh, audiences, I guess, critics as well. This one was The Humble Beginnings, right? Race cars, uh, cops, robbers, and exactly. just good old, good old racing fun. A lot of the people like to say, hey, why don't we take it back to just racing? Uh, I mean, I, I never seen these movies as just racing. I think uh, I think I'm fair to say that, right? Hey, you know, oh, no. they, to me they were to me they've always been heist movies. Heist, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think because we started watching them when the heist started, uh, everybody was about cars. You know, yeah, uh, fast cars, racing, street racing, like oh shoot, like this is cool stuff, man. And so uh, seeing it slowly d- disappear from uh, racing to. Uh, heist, uh, heist, and then secret agent. Uh, mm. uh, okay, yeah. so you think that there's an evolution there? Yeah, there's an evolution you think for sure. That things have changed. Okay, all right. Well, let, let's finish up the word. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We'll dive into that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I see where I see where you're coming from. So then we move on to Too Fast, Too Furious, which got a lower rating than that. Got a 37 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. Um, wasn't received as well as the first one. I guess everybody could kind of guess. Excuse me. Um. That one was, uh, we lost Vin Diesel. We had newcomers in. We had uh, Tyrese come in. Like I said, Ludacris was there. Eva Mendez, um, basically replacing the spl- the spots of the original cast that couldn't be around for the second one. Um, like I said, wasn't well received by everybody. But hey, can't win them all. Like I said, then the third installment, but later on to be recognized as the later later installment mm. is <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Okay, that one got a thirty percent. On Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, uber bad apparently to everybody. Oh, <laughs> so, goodness, um, that that's probably going to be a topic in it itself later. Oh yeah. Um, this one, you know, we we said Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, who's that? Took took it overseas to Tokyo, Japan. Got new actors. Got a new 
plot, n- different way to to do uh, to use cars because apparently drifting wasn't invented before that. And then a little fun fact, I, I noticed that a lot of people started drifting after that movie, so it's hilarious. But moving on, though, we also, then we got to 2009, okay, uh, from Fast 3. That was back at 06. We had a three-year hiatus, but then we finally came back to The Roots and got Fast and Furious. 2009, uh, Vin Diesel came back, Paul Walker was back, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, the whole family, the whole family was back. Um, we got a glimpse of Han. Uh, this one wound up kicking off at 29% rotten. <laughs> Apparently, and not a lot of people like this movie either. Um, that's a discussion in itself, and I will defend oh. it to my dying day. Um, but moving on uh, with this one, like I said, back to the roots, people came back. Uh, it was another heist movie. Uh, wound up seeing Vin Diesel get finally, he finally got his comeuppance by the end of the movie, I guess you could say, and that leads us to our next one, which was Fast Five um, back in 2011. And this is when Dwayne Johnson, Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Jordana Brewster, everybody was there, okay? Uh, 78% on the Rotten Tomato score. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very positive, very well received. A lot of people like to say it's because of The Rock, but, you know, that'll be a discussion later on as well. I'm adding little the rock little tidbits in there. Um Basically, with this one, uh, this is the one that kind of upped the ante, right? We've seen our heroes become these uh, runaway thugs who, you know, beat on people, shot people. You know, you didn't really see that in the other ones. And, you know, they just were like, hey, we're spraying everybody. Wound up uh, merely escaping. And then we move on to Fast and Furious 6, which was released in 2013. Um, Saw the whole crew coming back. uh, A few newcomers. Um, This one. Uh, high, uh, this is where the, they started evolving to like, I believe spies, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly kind of. right there. Yeah. <laughs> this is where they, <laughs> and, and according to Raymond, this is where the, like yes. it begins to happen, the right? With the ship, um, <laughs> they, you know, we get a look at Owen Shaw, who was uh, I forgot who he was uh by Bloom, I believe he was played by, and um, basically get a little taste of that CIA life, all that good stuff. And then we wound up moving to Furious 7. And if everybody knows this one, everybody knows the story. This one came out in 2015. Uh, Paul Walker was set to reprise his role, wound up having an unfortunate accident that led to his untimely death. They wound up finishing the movie um, by CGIing uh, on his brother, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a brother. Yeah. Um, this one was really well received. Got an 81% on the Rotten Tomato score. Uh, we saw them jumping cars through Dubai, uh, Dubai jumping through building through building. <laughs> uh, saw what I thought was earthbending in, for the first time <laughs> in a Furious movie. Um, this is where, you know, they kind of started upping it a little bit. The, In my opinion, the ridiculous level a little bit more. Yeah. And then we moved on to The Fate of the Furious which came out in 2017, uh, got a 67% on the Rotten Tomato score. Uh, a little bit better. <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little bit lower, but better at the same time. Um, this one, we saw an old villain that was hiding in the shadows of the old movies come up and basically terrorize the gang and made Dom flip on his crew. And the rest is history. They, they wound up, I believe this is the one where he had his child, his baby, 
Um, yeah. He wound up calling it Brian by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Everybody <laughs> had a nice family dinner. And then the feud happens with F9, right? Um, and we're skipping Hobbs and Shaw. We, that, that movie is not going to be... Doesn't exist. It's not going to be on Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> we move on to Fast 9. So, absent in this movie, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, replaced by him, John Cena. Yeah, but we got the whole crew back for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, got some good cameos. Actually, we've had a lot of good cameos within this franchise. If you guys noticed, I don't, I don't know if you guys noticed the little like in the later movies too. Like what kind of like pop stars and everything that were kind of showing up. I know some. Yeah, they gotta keep on getting people's attention. Yeah, yeah, they gotta bring in someone new once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like he's, that. <laughs> he's digging hard into these movies. Hey man, slow down, Tiger. Just give it a second. We'll it's get a, there. <laughs> it's a lifestyle, man. <laughs> it's a lifestyle, he says. <laughs> um, so that one wound up coming out in 2021. Uh 59% rotten score. Okay. Uh people didn't seem to like dig this installment so much. So we saw John Cena come in, uh, wound up finding out that he is Dom's long lost brother in this one. <laughs> Um, a lot of boom pals in this movie, yeah, and then eventually end up at the tail end where everybody's family yet again. Um, and then that leads us to Fast X, twenty twenty three came out about a month ago, I think now. Um, doing great in the box office. Okay, don't think it's doing bad. I think in the its opening weekend made like over uh, close to four hundred million. Um, the second weekend hold was pretty solid at like a fifty five percent, I believe. So do, not doing too bad. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people online saying like, "Who watches these movies?" And it's us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's us. As as ludicrous as these movies can be, I mean, we can't deny they are entertainment, right? right? Yes. Uh, it was their time. So I ran down all the movies, guys. Okay, uh, we already know which ones got you guys into this uh, franchise, and you know what the, the ridiculousness that comes along with this franchise, right? We're not gonna lie, we're not gonna deny it, right? Nope. It gets a little ridiculous. From all these movies, all the actors that's come through, is there one that kind of stuck out to you guys? Like this one doesn't fit with the franchise. Like the like this is not the movie that I thought the franchise was gonna produce ever. Um, <laughs> Ray can go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, Tokyo Drift took everything to a whole, to a whole new country, even, and just you know, plugged in uh, Dom at the end mm. to connect it to the main movies. But uh, I think it has to be the fourth, the fourth one. The fourth one. Okay, yeah. we're on the same boat. Yeah, I'm thinking that one too. The fourth okay. One. Yeah. My uh, reasoning for that though is because for some re- for some reason for me, even watching it, you know, recently, it feels like. It's a reintroduction to the characters that we know. You know what I mean? Like, like I know we'll go down the line more, but the first one happens, and then we don't see any of the crew in the second one, and then Tokyo Drift happens, and like you said, it plugs in Dom at the end, but we haven't seen Brian as an audience, you know, in a, in like three movies, in well, a, mo- a movie or so, depending. Brian was only not in one. Vin wasn't. Into. Well, yeah. See, so we haven't seen our the people we know since, since for a while, basically. So they're like, "Well, we have to reintroduce them." You know, for those that know, Brian has his slate clean. He's a cop again in this one. And, you know, I feel like it's just a reintroduction that that it was kind of necessary to kind of reboot the franchise a little bit. So necessary but unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I personally, 
I would say eight or not eight, nine is the one that is kind of like the oddball for me, even though it was directed by the same director that did basically uh, five through six or four through six, I believe. And he did three. Um, nine just felt out of place for me and just felt like it was, uh, I don't know. Just, I, I think that it was because of, it was the birth for me of, I think we we're talking about it earlier, Ray, but like, uh, Raven, sorry, um, that it's kind of like it upped that weirdness ante where like, it just felt like nothing really mattered at that point. <laughs> and it, for me, at least it kind of bleeds into what we're going to talk about right now with Fast X. So Fast X, let's hear your guys' quick thoughts, right? And this is spoiler territory for Fast X. So if you guys have been listening after we told you guys not to listen because we were going to spoil we're not we're not holding hands no more all right this is this is the part of no spoilers, spoilers spoilers are here so quick rundown what what was your initial thoughts when you were finished watching uh fast x ray Remember? to me i loved it I, I i loved it but but had a lot of crazy stuff in there you know dom is turning into a superhero he's <laughs> <laughs> Each each movie he has a new power, but I loved it. You know, it's just like the the scene with the dam. He's driving down the dam. Yeah. Uh, where else? Oh, where he has that, his that, son, that. his son fly from one car to another. Let's see that we shook. It, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed in in a lot of the movies they have someone jumping from one car to another. Yeah, usually. Is is that like a signature thing now? I, I'm assuming that's it is. I'm assuming <laughs> that's just like a, to add suspense. Like, oh, they gotta. Now they got to hop cars, you know, <laughs> like there's, that's all that we can do. Yeah. I don't oh, man. Right away with the first couple minutes. What was that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to, I was going to, I told you, but like with uh fast X, I was like, man, the first like 10 minutes, eight minutes, whatever it was, it was just like fast five. So I was like, I kind of felt cheated a little bit. You know? <laughs> no, 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 it's a completely different movie. I told you. Hobbs <laughs> doesn't exist in this one. <laughs> I was going to say, because the inconsistencies there, um, I watched fast five and he was in the building when they were supposed to like walk out in the little hole right there. And I was just like, man, <laughs> um, what Hobbs? My initial thoughts were, you know, I liked it too. You know what I mean? I think as much as, as people shit on these movies or try to shit on these movies, it's generally a good time. Like, sure, you get a lot of what the fuck moments, you know, but at the end, I feel like you come out satisfied. And that's how I felt. I felt very satisfied. I, with this one, I felt the same way that I felt with basically F9. And I was like, it, it's getting too silly. I know. I think F9 left a bad taste in my mouth. Oh, yeah. And, and I, this one felt more into And I felt like this one kind of like doubled down on it, in my opinion. When I walked out, I was kind of like, they, double down on the silliness they double down on the self-awareness they double down on like i think they did scale back on um like spectacle because they were i mean what how higher can you get than space i guess you could say but then uh they were just like okay well you know i feel like the ridiculousness dropped down to maybe like fast eight levels like right there you know because i feel like it escalated from seven wait from six to seven seven to eight eight to nine like it just kept escalating the levels of yeah. silliness and i feel like that at least with spectacle wise it kind of reverted back to at least fast state you know i think i get you i don't know it was just a, for this one it just felt very enjoyable you know i feel like everyone kind of did their part you know even <laughs> i know we'll deep dive into it but i feel like everyone kind of did their own thing and then 
there was a lot of silly moments. I'm not gonna lie. Like they like seeing Dom's kid Ryan leap into the other car. I'm like, there's no way he would have cleared that distance. Like <laughs> he would have hit ground way before. That. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but still enjoyable. I, I honestly, I think way better than than F9. You know, after after the ninth movie, they went to space, and I was thinking, what what's yeah, like you said, it kept on ramping up, and like then the next movie is gonna be stupid. Like I don't even know if I want to watch it. And maybe it might even like turn into a 1970 Dodge Charger that travels through time. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna see the DeLorean for the first time. Oh, they oh, oh, they, 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 the they, they plugged it. They plugged it in right yeah, there real they, quick. I was about to say we did see the DeLorean in that. Um, I. I for a second there had to be shook for a little bit. I was like, bro, don't tell me fat uh, fucking time travel's about to happen. The doc is coming out. It's that I'm going back in time saving Han and all them. <laughs> You're gonna see uh the old dude from Back to the Future. Oh my god, guys, we gotta go back in time to stop uh I don't know, Don Dad. Well, they don't really time travel. They've just been bringing people back for like suddenly filling in the gaps basically yeah which yeah. is like i said i we're just talking about it too but like in f9 where they were like oh this is young dom but in, like in 10 years or 11 years he's gonna turn into vin diesel that's <laughs> the vin diesel real quick no oh, yeah um up in the ante but kind of so you guys think it was a little bit more enjoyable than yeah. fast night oh for yeah, yeah 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 i could see that at least spectacle wise i think everything else kind of kind of fit the same bill if that makes sense i think one thing too that really hurt the movie for me um, was the whole not being able to feel for these characters, and I feel like that was a a consequence of what happened with Fast Nine um, throughout the whole movie. I think, and it, I didn't really catch myself doing this um, with the earlier installments, but like I think with F Nine and with Fast X, it, it really like I started laughing at the movie. Like there were some stunts and stuff and some things that happened that I, it was so ridiculous. I just laughed at it. There was a couple of times where I was like, what? Like, you know what I mean? Why would they do that? I think the beginning where um, the ball's coming down and he hit the fucking crane and it stopped the thing. <laughs> and then, you know, it was so ridiculous. Like it just made me laugh. I was like, okay, like that, you know, I, with this series, I just started saying like, you know, that might as well happen at this point. Um, but just, I think with this one, when I was in there, I just really did not feel for these characters at all whatsoever. Um, you got anything, you got anything for that before I? Yeah, yeah. That, that's why that that part with the bomb rolling down, they were just playing pinball at that point. And then the the fact that he hit the crane, swing around it to hit the pinball a different way. <laughs> pinball, <laughs> just, just playing pinball in Rome. It, like, it, it, yeah, he's being like super reckless. I think because he knows he's the main character, he can't Thank die. You. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's like I'm just gonna jump off this bridge, hit that crane. Might as well just put my full car on this bomb that could explode at any point. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah, when the bomb blows up, everybody's cars flies. His flies for a little bit and just keeps on going. Yeah, I, that that was one thing that took me out too. I was like, and then they even said to, they were like, oh, it missed the Vatican, but it killed nobody in the blast. It's like, are you telling me that whole street was just empty? empty? Like, you know what I mean? Like, shouldn't somebody have died? At least one of the people should have died. You know what I mean? Um, but you got anything? I think, um, well, yeah, I was telling you this, like, I think as we were living in the theater, I was like, like, depend, because I'm pretty sure they're going to, regardless if this one flops or whatever, they're still going to pump out the last one. You know what I mean? The part two, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I feel like they killed off the ones that kind of filled in space. Sawi so in part two, everyone, every key player can be, 
can be there from before. You know what I mean? So John Cena's character, him going, you know, like he was a waste of space. He was basically taking up the rock space, like we said earlier. So he had to go. And then, you know, like I told you, I didn't really care for that dude from Rio, the one that he uh, they killed off. I didn't really get I didn't really care for for what's her name, sister, you know, and then Mrs. Nobody didn't really care for her. Miss, uh, Mr. Nobody's kid. I, we don't even know where he went. He just he just got obliterated once the one time and we haven't seen him since. And then like I, and then heavy spoiler. But, you know, by the end, when we see Han, um, um, Tyrese, Tyrese gives his character and Ludacris' character kind of fall toward the fucking mountain like the whole game just said yeah they like they, they're heading down you know and like i'm sure they lived but i'm pretty sure it was suspenseful to be like damn you know they're they're probably not gonna make it but i'm sure every key player is gonna be in part two that's why every other death felt meaningless i, I kind of feel like i'm jumping the gun here but like what a way to end the movie though like for me i was just like sitting there like that that's where we're gonna cut it off this is where we're gonna say hey wait for part two I, it kind of reminded me, and I'm not knocking it like in a bad way. I think it was actually f- funny, but it was innovative at the same time because it was kind of like it felt like an old school TV show cliffhanger. If that means, yeah, it didn't feel like a movie cliffhanger because mm-hmm. usually in movies when they know part two's coming, they kind of tie the knots from the first movie and kind of move on to the next one. This one, it felt like there was a lot of loose ends to wait that, to see for the next. It's one. funny you mentioned that because I that's because I I mean I watched it twice, <laughs> so <laughs> like. After the scene on the bridge, and he's like, "Oh, go catch you later, Dom." You know, and then he flies away, and then, you know, they get this nobody to the hospital and stuff. I thought they were gonna end it there, but they're like, "Nah, we gotta end off on a big action piece." Mm-hmm. But like, I know what you're saying because that piece on the bridge after everything's said and done, I thought that was gonna be like to be continued, but no, they kept it going for like another 35 minutes. Yeah, I, I I thought when he was going to go down and it was going to make the jump or whatever, it wasn't going to go like be, to be continued. And then <laughs> you seen them about to get obliterated by the dam. So I was like, damn, never mind. Yeah, uh, it seemed, yeah, it seemed uh, just after that bridge, like they were going to stop somewhere. Like, oh, don't tell me he's going to be right here. And like, oh, don't tell me. And then it, it gave you the, those uh, sequences uh, one after another, like, they get trapped. Uh, they find out like, oh, he's being betrayed. Oh, we, I got two remote control uh, trucks right here blocking you in. Oh, you just saw your friends die. Like, I was, I was like, oh, this might actually go on because I didn't see how long the movie was. So I was like, is this movie like three hours long? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it it just stopped right there, uh, right after they got out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. That. But did you? Were you good with it though? Were you good with that cliffhanger? Were you like, this is a good spot to have an end on? Kind of thing. Yeah, it, because it just makes you wonder. Yeah. I, I mean, he is a superhero, but uh, how is he going to survive the rubble and millions of gallons of water? I'm hoping Jason Momoa just says, "Psycho Mako Man," and just saves <laughs> 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 him. Thanks, everybody. Oh no, it's his evil twin, Aquaman's. Oh right, right. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, I mean, character-wise. I mean, we could talk about the new uh, additions. We had Brie Larson, right? Uh, we had, who, who else was there? We had Pete Davidson for a second. Uh, oh, yeah. If you guys really want to mention his cameo. Um, what other newcomers came out of this one? Obviously, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, yes. Uh, Alan Rickman, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. He did really good. I, I'm just going to 
say that I love that dude as an actor. He's I I just think he's too bulked in my opinion. I think he's too yoked for the movie because like you can tell like you know he was punching people and everything, but he was like it, it wasn't like you know how the rock he's yoked but like his movements cuz he's a wrestler he's able to like move a lot more i guess seamless when he's like throwing people and stuff yeah alan rickman he's just so yoked he's just like he's stiff yeah he's stiff <laughs> yeah and i'm just like man he just needs to kind of let go a little bit but i really loved him in this role like i i was really excited to see yeah. him in this movie i, I think him and him and mo Moeller stole the show for me i'm just like man fucking Great Wall was good for you. I fucking loved him as a supervillain. What, what about the yeah, guy? It was good, but he's. Do you think he's an OP, like overpowered? Who? Um, Momoa's character. Momoa's character. Yeah, because he knew everything, knew everyone, controlled everything, and everyone. That's gonna. That's a. That's a. That for me, that's a plot issue. But uh, I think, uh, character wise, I I don't see him as bad character wise. But plot issue, yeah, I think that that was kind of ridiculous. I think it was, I thought it was dumb how he was just able to take over, um, uh, what's her name, Cypher? Or, uh, Char- Charlie, uh, Theron, oh, the, God, the God's Eye? Oh, yeah. No, how, like, how, her people. Oh, yeah. before, from, from the chick from F9, you're talking Yeah, and F8 and all that, yeah. Um, she basically got her whole, you know, crew taken over, like, this and a quick this, and, at first, I was like, okay, that's kind of menacing. But then he was just able to do it all the time. And I was just like, my guy, what the, like, where'd you get all these resources from? Like, didn't we steal your money a second ago? You know what I mean? Like, how'd you get all this money to do this? Yeah, that that is true. Because they did steal all his money. So where, where did the other money come from? And uh, that makes you think, does, do all the bodyguards have families? Oh, except for that one guy that got killed. Right. I have right. a family. <laughs> that was that stuff. Yeah. And she was like, I couldn't kidnap any of his people. <laughs> yeah. I thought that shit was hilarious. I um I will say his like I understand his motivation, but why did it take so long for him to even like he was like, Oh, I finally cracked the code. It's your family. And I was just like, That's literally his MO. It took you that fucking long, Momoa. Like you like you couldn't just be like, Hey, you know, he hangs out with these guys, he's always with them, always have coronas, like fucking Destroy the Corona Company, and that'll really hurt Doc. A hundred percent. Like you could want to make what's up for taking away his beer. Yeah, like you you could have done that a long time. Take away the movie's product placement. <laughs> no, that's that's that would be a side movie uh, where Dom goes to AA. <laughs> Dom's next big, big villain. Okay, Damn. Oh, like <laughs> Damn. Um. You. Uh. So what? I. You seem like you had a little. Uh, a little tension over there from Ramallah's character. Uh, do you have anything to add for that? Well, I mean, I don't know. I like this character. I kind of, I really enjoyed how powerful he was, Fabio Pharrell. You know what I mean? Because I like, I feel like we've tried to get powerful villains, but it doesn't work out. You know what I mean? Like, like, um, what's his name from Furious Seven? The um, I forget his Jason name. Statham. No, not Statham. Well, he, Statham was cool, but he was like a badass cool. He wasn't oh, like Shaw, his brother. No. The one, the the one that he kind of works with to get God's eye, when they're on that mountain, um, the the black dude, yes, oh yeah, I don't remember his name. Yeah, okay, yeah. well him, <laughs> like they tried to do it a bunch because they did it with him, and then they did it with that chick from F eight. You know what I mean? And then, like, I feel like they tried it, and then they were just like, we we cracked it, so they made him crazy and powerful. And Momoa just nailed the part. Like I love that so much about his character. 
So you like that he was OP. Yeah. Like he was just basically this villain who could do everything. Like, like if like if he was the unstoppable force and Don was the immovable object. That's what I was enjoying. As a point of view, that's a different per- yeah, you got anything for that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you, you haven't brought it up, but did you guys stay after the credits? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. going to be uh, that's going to be a whole other uh, thing. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, that that was totally cool. Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> Some bitch. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be a different thing. Uh, we'll 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 touch on that in a little bit. But let's talk about plot motivation. Yeah. Um, do do you guys think that the plot was there? The motivation was there? In my opinion, I feel like the movie could have ended a lot sooner if Momoa actually wanted to kill Don. But you know, I understand that he was toying with him, and that's why you know, um, he he lasted the whole movie basically. But, um. I kind of feel like he could have had him a long time ago and the movie didn't really need to happen, but you know, his motivation was there to prevent that. And I got to say, I was good with that. Um, I would say plot wise, it was very bleak. There wasn't really too much different or new for this movie. It was kind of like the same thing that happened the past couple movies, I think. So can't really give it points for plot wise, but shit was cool to see. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they brought someone from the past, uh, it just, seems like it's going to turn into a formula like oh let's keep on bringing people back bring them back like oh dom accidentally hurt this other guy in this other movie but you didn't see him because he wasn't part of the plot yet you know but it's just it just uh, it just felt like that you know it took him a long time to take revenge i mean he did kill his dad but i mean i i don't know would i do that exactly go to that that far 10 years my guy (laughs) 10 years yeah Um, uh, what what did you? Well, I was just gonna say because it makes it, it's funny you mentioned that because we were watching Fast Five and you know the scenes, the scene, well, the big ending scene where where they bringing the safe out and smacking it through buildings. We were like, damn, what if, what if later down the line they're like, damn, it was because of you smacking my uncle in the face with the safe. <laughs> I'm a villain now, Dom, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that, just that would be funny, but. Plot wise, it's a very basic plot. You know what I mean. I think that's that's what a lot of the fast movies kind of rely on now, just simple plots so they can fill it with action. You know, and really cool supervillains and stuff. Yeah. So no real big complaints. It could have ended sooner. I, there was a lot of times where I was like, "Oh, they're gonna they're gonna cut it here to save suspense." You know what I mean? But but they were basically just like, "Now nah, we gotta." There's a bunch of things we gotta do before we end it. So yeah, they couldn't end it there. You know what I mean? Okay, that that was my big thing. But I mean, plot wise, it was kind of simple. I don't really have any issues with it. Mm. I guess the only thing, if I had to like really just think about it, was really splitting the team up, which is, I'm sure, gonna be a big like Avengers team up thing in the next one. Yeah. <laughs> but like the idea of these four, uh, the four leaving and going somewhere else, and then well, we know Letty got caught, and so she's out the game. So now it's just Dom. I'm just like, there was no real suffering to be had because all the key ingredients weren't there. You know what I mean? They they killed off unimportant people. So how is Dom really suffering? Who knows? That's true. They, if they really wanted to make a statement, it would have been one of the main crew. Or yeah, it would have been like like Letty. Which was, again, which, <laughs> spoiler alert, which was Cena's death, right? That was supposed to be the big, oh, one of our people died, one of my family died, but 
It doesn't work. It it it, it never worked because at the end of the Fast Nine, it, they're together or whatever. But he was only with them for one movie. Most of the movie, he was an asshole. Now he's, you know, now he's over here in this one trying to act like fun uncle, which weird that they they played that kind of uh, role instead of. I would have thought it would have been more serious. Like, come on, I'm trying to save your life type shit. But n- no, they really, they really played fun with this kid being allowed to blow random dudes up with a fucking rocket launcher. Like, I was like, <laughs> damn, bro. Like, no, you think Dom would have been okay with this? Like, <laughs> man, he really, I really did like his action scene though when he's saving little Brian, like in the house. Yeah, in the house. Like, I, like I feel like every time he hit somebody, I was just like, damn, that is. That was fucking tough. I I would have felt that, but I feel like we saw most of that piece in trailers. Like when I when I was watching it, and like when they were like trying to you know build suspense, like oh who's that shadow figure or whatever. I was like I've seen the setup. We already seen most of this fight in the trailer when you know when they did that clip as well. They did a clip about it, and I was just sitting there like okay yeah well oh that action scene was just more like oh it's just another action scene you know yeah I guess that's fair but I mean. I thought it was pretty fucking cool. I think the only one that really does still hit is the one where like the camera goes through the floor because he smacks the dude through the floor or whatever. I was like, yeah, okay, that's still a cool scene. That was actually very smart of whoever choreographed that part. But other than that, everything else was eh. Stunt doubles are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's why they get paid a lot. Yeah. Well, at least I hope they do. (laughs) Not too much, I don't think. (laughs) The insurance must be crazy. (laughs) Car insurance. Um, But... What what do you think? I I love that scene. Yeah, yeah. But that that one first part where you just see the guy get thrown back, I, I was thinking like, oh, I better not be Brian hidden in the in the back or something. Oh, but <laughs> dude, I so. that was like, I'll bring it up because I know it's like it's it's gonna be a topic later. But that's my big thing, you know. Like, why is Mia still around? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I feel like when Brian made the exit she should have also stayed away you know what i mean i don't think there's any point for her to show up and then her allude to be like oh he's watching the kid but i'm like no if you're part of the family you'd be there too you know what i mean that's the thing is that um that's one thing for me that these movies are kind of undoing are like they're undoing a lot of the sacrifices that brian made and it's kind of like i knew this was going to happen if they continued because it's going to hurt that legacy because brian in the other movies like five four through six i honestly like he was all about mia you know what i mean so like if she went somewhere he's going there like there was one point where he got pissed off because he wasn't there with her you know because they kept her or whatever yeah and it's like he would have been the same exact way especially knowing that people broke into the house and almost captured her or whatever exactly and it just doesn't make sense to me yeah there's that's that was my big thing too with these movies but you know, before before we get into all that, we still have to, because you're talking about Fast X. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, having her back for sure is a big sore thumb for me too, because I'm just like, they they really can't have her without him, and the fact that they have her without him is kind of like, well, you know, might as well just let them have both r- r- right off into the sunset. If you guys were going to continue making movies past Fury Set, you know what I mean? Just l- left them over there. Yeah, most definitely that. I, if he was gone, she should have been gone too. Because uh, in all the other movies, like like you said, he was like so uh, so intent in, into protecting her, and then out of nowhere, like oh yeah, go fight bad guys by yourself. I'll stay here and watch the kid. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> play. I'll play stay at home dad <laughs> while while bullets are being thrown at you. That is, that, bullets, punches, everything. Bullets, <laughs> punches, yeah, yeah. 
uh, it's crazy to me how everybody just went to like Muay Thai classes and <laughs> well, yeah, that's another thing. Everybody just knows how to fight. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought Mia knew how to fight, but you know, self defense, you know, slapping or whatever, screaming for help makes sense or something. But like, she knew how to throw hands, and I was like, "Damn, dude! Like, where where you been at? You know, fucking Navy SEAL training." <laughs> <laughs> Dom all, sign them all up for karate class. <laughs> all right, family. I need you all to protect yourself. All family members need to be black belt in this house. <laughs> you guys all don't get superpowers. Only I get superpowers. <laughs> you guys actually have to learn how to fight. This is fucking... <laughs> yeah. So, plot-wise and everything, we can all agree, I guess, this movie wasn't too fanatical. Yeah, and fantastic when, mm-hmm. when it came to that. Um, cinematography, though. You know, uh, like I said, Justin Lin was in this movie. Um, he, he was in a director's seat for a while and, um, it was taken over by Lu- uh, Luis Leterrier. Um, so some scenes you could tell they were pre-filmed with Justin Lin because he did film a good 25%. So you can tell like some scenes where his signature, uh, way of like showing the sun and, you know, certain, uh, lightings throughout the movie. Um, and then you have the rest of the movie where I, I don't feel like it, not every scene played to its strengths like how most of the movies did um, when it came down to, you know, when there was action scenes in the back or, you know, uh, fire being thrown to the, you know, to our heroes or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of felt like there was a a little bit difference. I'm not saying it was a bad difference or like a terrible difference, but you could tell it took a dip from what you were expecting and what you kind of saw from Fast 9. Because if I could give credit to like Fast 9, I would say at least Justin Lin was still able to capture that you know, those elements outside and really play to those strengths. Man, what do you think, Raymond? Yeah, it's, uh, I love everything about it, to be honest. Like, I, the the action scenes, uh, the signature touches to it. Uh, CGI-wise, also, uh, some of them you can tell. You can tell right away. CGI-wise? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say that they because they're trying to go bigger. They, a lot of the CGI doesn't really work with cars and stuff like that. But I think it's weird because even that shot, the pinball scene and stuff like that, um, that he was <laughs> referring to <laughs> as like, that was practical. You know, the ball was practical. Lanes are basically practical, but some of it still looked really CGI. If that made sense. So I don't, I'm not sure maybe it post the touch-ups didn't really like, right. Um, I see what you're saying, though, but, like, some of the CGI has been kind of going downhill. But I'm assuming that's because more spectacle has been oh, yeah. thrown into these movies. For sure. Well, uh, cinematography-wise, I think it had a lot of good scenes. I think I think this one, I think, like you said, you can tell the difference, but it wasn't anything bad. I feel like you just missed that flair, but that's about yeah. it. But, like, everything else kind of worked for me, like, scene-wise, because... There was still dope action. There was still dope like scenery. Yeah. It what what threw me off a lot though was a lot of the lighting. <laughs> I know that's like a very nitpicky thing, but but I feel like the some things were just either too bright or too dark, and they couldn't really pick a tone. And I know that's a thing throughout movies where like, oh, if your two characters are facing each other, and you're saying it's midday, you're gonna have two different settings on these people because you need to get their faces. Yeah, but that was just a, a weird thing for me because you're they're in a car almost half the time. Your car doesn't need to be lit that way unless it's intentional and they they can't show the driver isn't Dom. It's a professional driver. You know what I mean? And 
the windows are usually tinted and whatnot. Like like the beginning. Um, when little Brian is, we're supposed to be convinced that little Brian is the one drifting that fucking car and not, and not some dude just whipping that shit behind the scenes. Yeah. Like you can see it there. Yeah. You could see that they do more body shots of the car and, you know, but more back shots to make sure that, you know, the windows are tinted. You don't see those, the kid and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that was my big thing, but a lot of it was fine, but I feel like, I feel like the cinematography has dwindled down from where we once were. Yeah, I I think it really peaked. Uh, I mean, it, I I don't really like like the movie a hundred percent, but with Fast Eight, um, with uh F Gary uh, Gray, I feel like the way he shot cinematography was actually pretty great in that movie. Very like, but yeah, um, Justin Lin has a touch, and I just think Fast X missing him uh, lost that touch. Yeah, uh, whatever happened behind the scenes, we don't know. Vin, you got somebody else to apologize to. Who knows? Um, and I think it's only fitting for at least this movie that we had an extra slot and that extra slot for me would have to be soundtrack wise um what did we think of the soundtrack fast movies have been known to put out some banger hits they you know they get a lot of their own artists uh to you know they pay artists to put a song out there yeah collab and all that stuff a lot of remixes you know i mean what, what did you guys think about the soundtrack at least in this one mm, they br- well they bring in the classic uh with uh don omar uh bandolero oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that yeah. always comes back. Yeah, it always has to come back. As soon as you see that that Dodge Charger, yeah. that's on place. Yeah, that uh, that's always a given. That's always a given. Um, this one, I I think I guess soundtrack wise, it was kind of it was kind of a weaker one. Yeah, I'd say. I I don't think this one really played to its strengths like how recent movies did. Um, with the music and stuff, and maybe it's because I I don't know if it's like true or not, but like this is my own theory. I I'm assuming because. Depending on like who they get within the movie, because you know they they have certain um, they do hire certain actors. Depending yeah. on who's in there and if it's a celebrity or something, they tend to put a little bit more of their music in there. And I think depending if you like the artist, <laughs> then you'll probably like the soundtrack a little bit more. But this one was kind of meh for me. Well, yeah, because I mean, for a good a good while, Ludacris was stamping some of his music on there too. A good chart. I think the first like five. Four, five, and six. I think he started yeah, on yeah. that. And like, like you, like he had some songs, but it was a, a very, it was mixed artists. You know what I mean? But with this one, it just felt weird. I, like I told you, I think, I think soundtrack peaked with either, if not five, eight. But I don't think, I think nine and ten are just missing that musical flair that that's kind of necessary for these movies. Because yeah. I mean, I, all the movies have great soundtracks. I think. Yeah. But. For ones that stick out the most, has to be either five or eight. You know what I mean? It's crazy stuff. I think Fury Seven has the best soundtrack. It has to. Not yeah. Fury Seven, bro. It has to see you again. That's undefeated. That's undefeated. A, they well, even brought it back for this movie. It's undefeated. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They played it for a bit. Yeah. Which is, I mean, since what you guys brought it up, I I enjoy that they do that homage. You know what I mean? Every movie, but. If you have, I feel like it, it waters it, it down a lot because it's continuing like it, with the recurring problem of Mia showing up and all that. You know what I mean? Like, like I understand you obviously can't have Brian, but if you really wanted him there to and preserve that legacy, you'd either stop making movies or you'd stop having Mia around so you can still raise that question of where the fuck is Brian? Because <laughs> they really did us dirty. Was it in F9 where we see the skyline show up? Yeah, at the end. 
oh, yeah. they like do you kind of dirty there and i'm just like yeah we understand this to like make us sad and you know we're like oh shit he's still around yeah but it's not the same as not seeing paul walker you know what i mean yeah because at furious seven they make it seem like they're not going to see him again you know what i mean and they make it seem like you know oh you know Paul Walker is basically, or Brian at least, is just going to go with Mia and go hide out somewhere and just live yeah. their lives because, you know, Dom's dangerous because everything is pretty much hot. And then, yeah, seeing them just be like, well, you guys are out of danger now, so let me just come over for the barbecue. It's kind of, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's kind of, eh. And even then, like, they make it seem sad, but we've seen in the last movie, he comes over for barbecue. So why are you sad? You see Brian probably every weekend or every other tuesday probably saw him at the kids soccer game i don't know yeah exactly um it seems more like a a, well it's not a joke but like an like an inside joke like oh yeah remember he's dead but so just no we're not gonna show him yeah every time they bring it up or like you said uh the skyline shows up at the end but you know it's not him but it gives you i guess just a feeling of feeling sad that way people can I guess it's just another attention grabber. Yeah, it's, to give. it's supposed to pull your heartstring like, oh, yeah, they're still they're still hanging out together in universe. You know what I mean? Like, Brian's still around, but at the same time, then they do the little sad homages where it's like, oh, you know, he's actually not around like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, pick a lane, bro. Pick a lane. Um, but soundtrack-wise, I mean, I don't know if you listen to, like, the music or, like, the soundtrack of these movies, but they are very known and hot. Um, to, and they are known to hold a lot of music artists uh, within these tracks. So, I don't know. At least, I guess the best way I can say it, did this one make you tap your foot more <laughs> in the theater or less? Uh, no, not really. I, I barely even noticed. I just catch some, uh, some of them references, mm-hmm. Bandolero, and then see you again, and that's about it. That, that didn't really catch my attention. Oh, okay, yeah. So see, that's that's kind of a bad thing because there, there's a lot of you know, like I, I use Furious like five and six for like good reference. Like in the beginning, you know, they they have that whole like intro and you know music and even like the action scenes. Like they always have like these dope ass music. Even Furious Seven starts off with like dope ass music. Like so, in my opinion, if you're you're not tapping your toes by the beginning at least the first 10 minutes uh, it's usually a weak soundtrack for that movie in my opinion well, yeah i mean and i mean in the beginning of this one there was just it was ray is monologuing so that one and that uh angel song played a lot the one that they were really promoting oh. i don't know if you remember i was playing it uh one morning and you were like oh is this from fast x and i was like yeah uh, oh oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah but I don't know. I feel like this one just had a weaker soundtrack. Um, I'm not too sure why, but yeah, very um, very weird for a fast movie too. Because even even for scenes where like you know they decide to you know show show how do I put this the fan service <laughs> the fan service where it's like it's women and it's cars and you know the racing scene and yeah. it's still alive. You know, like usually music's bumping there, but yeah, you're, I can't even tell you the name of the song that. They played. So yeah. It's just like that's pointless. So soundtrack not so, that's so strong for this one. Yeah, yeah. no, not really. Uh well, I guess, I guess with the fifty-five percent Rotten Tomato score for this movie, I get, I guess that's fitting. So, I guess for the fast review, right? Um, I guess this movie wasn't the strongest. I guess we can all conclude, right? Is wasn't the strongest, but it wasn't the weakest. Yeah, no, no. I, I think we can all agree. You know, there was better ones out there, but this one. This one seemed like a good setup for the second one. For sure. Yeah. And maybe that's why, um, you know, people 
didn't really vibe with it or maybe that's why they didn't really they wanted i guess story-wise to pique your interest but they didn't really want to put too much production value because they're probably going to go big in part two what i'm assuming if it's just a part two yeah right so like i guess we can say that this one kind of just lived to set up the second one Mm. correct yeah yeah kind of yeah interesting so with that I guess we can go ahead and, I mean, unless you guys have some little thoughts or tidbits for this movie before we move on. Damn. I'm trying to think because I know we kind of went through the whole characters and everything like that. But honestly, before we like number it and whatnot, like, I just want to give more, like, talk to Jason Momoa and stuff. I don't know why, but he carried (laughs) He carried in this movie. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He carried him him and... um, uh, what's his name? Alan, Alan Rickman. Alan yeah. Rickman. They both carried. I, he, I, Alan they're... Rickman for sure. And they did. I will give this movie points for duping me because I told you in the theater, like I was like, oh, what the fuck? They already changed his mind already. He's already gonna be part of the family. And then at the end, they faked you out and they were like, no, no, that was a lie, or whatever. And I was like, cool, because I actually liked him as kind of like the villain chasing Dom, and it was gonna kind of disappoint me to see that he was, you know, a part of that. Uh, yeah, those people. Mm. And, but Jason Momoa himself, to be honest, I know a lot of people were comparing him to the Joker and, you know, saying like, oh, you know, the, Dom has met his match, but I'll be up front. There was more, a com- uh, more compelling villain out there before him. And I stand firm to that. This, this one, it was kind of just like, oh, you killed my daddy. So I'm going to go after everything 10 years later, by the way, I'm going to go after your whole, whatever, whatever, 10 years later. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, the whole play with your food thing is to me it's cool but it's kind of corny at the same time because it's like if you were really mad at this fool you take the first shot that you can every single time and i feel like that would add more tension you know what i mean then because every single time he was on scene i was like none of these people are gonna die he's gonna play with him he's gonna continue to play with him and he just kept doing that kept doing that till the very end where he was like okay now i'm gonna finally blow it up and then by then i'm kind of like well nothing's gonna happen you're he's probably not even gonna or if he is gonna blow it up he's probably gonna get away Somehow, you know what I mean? <laughs> nah, man. I think he carried performance-wise and everything. What do, What do you think, Graham? Like performance-wise, what do, What do you think? Well, he definitely stood out. What I said before, he is definitely OP. There's a part where they show his file, his criminal file. He's psychotic. He's in and out of like mental institutions and stuff like that. So that adds more to why he wants to. I guess the reason why he wants to make Dom suffer. Not not really to get revenge but just because he's crazy like that i guess just to have a reason like oh he's doing this yeah it's a game to him so is it because of revenge or is it not because of revenge well it's both his father told him in the beginning they set it up and he's just like well you got to make him suffer first before killing them because we hear it a lot in all types of media like this but killing them makes it easy you know what i mean it gives them an easy way out but i know they'll never kill this kid (laughs) but (laughs) But if they really wanted to do something like that, they would have, you know, killed somebody. And that, that's what that whole ending piece was. Fast and the Furious, don't be a pussy. You can do it. Kill the kid. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> it'll leave Dom free for more adventures if that oh. helps with anything. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have to babysit anymore. <laughs> you don't have to contemplate, mm, should I stay home? No, no. My family needs me. <laughs> um, yeah. Jason Momoa's character was kind of eh. But. I mean, I could see why people compared him and seeing how crazy he was. Because that one scene where he was talking to those dead people or whatever, I was like, 
Okay, I can see why the, the Joker comparison yeah, was yeah. being uh, thrown around. And, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, he's crazy. But, like I said, you have all this money. You could have hit your mark a long time ago. It, I would have felt like more tension would have been made if he was trying to kill him at every single turn. You know what I mean? Uh, out for blood. Thirsty. You know what I mean? Not just, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to fucking kill you for killing my dad. But at the same time, I'm going to play with my food first. Like, dude. If you're going to kill off his team, at least show that force. Kill off a couple people from his team or whatever. If some of them happen to survive in part two, whatever, go ahead. Uh, that's fine. But, like, at least make it known, like, hey, we're we're killing some major players here. And, Dom, you, you are going to get hurt. You know what I mean? I felt like there was better, like, motivation in previous movies than this one for the villain. So. Yeah, but that's that's a plot to a lot of movies, though, right? Where they, the villain just messes with the, the main character. <laughs> and, and I'm a sucker for it. I'm yeah. like, uh, that's why a lot of a lot of media. This isn't the first movie to like do anything like that. It's it's a lot of media where it's like I'm a see how far I can push you before I fucking get you. You know what I mean? And but speaking of since since we're kind of wrapping it up and these are my final thoughts, Dominic's Dominic gives no reaction to any of these deaths by the way <laughs> you know what i mean no he saw his whole crew burn up in the plane and he was just like but no no he, no, no. he, he, he makes he makes a, a face just like a like with his lips so it, 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 which is pretty funny i, I want to laugh every single time stern lip. every single time he runs a little bit like <laughs> <laughs> like like because even when dude dies um when his brother well, his brother is a big. When Cena dies, he's just like, yeah, he makes that face. He, he makes just, the, He just looks at his car and for, on flames and everything. Yeah, he's like, like, oh well. Um, it really, it's. I don't know what it is, but that his death was something I found really hilarious because well, I was joking with the homie when we seen it, but he was just like, damn. I can't believe I lost Dom's son, and then he decided to end it all after that. That was. It really escalated after the fact. It really made me laugh. I was like, damn, this. And then this, like, I don't know why they slow-moed it, but it felt like he was in the air for quite a bit before it crashes down and everything yeah. exploded. I feel like he could have made it. I don't know. <laughs> it was to make you shed a tear. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he did have, uh, what was it, like a rocket launcher on the car? He, I thought he was just going to point the car that, that direction and shoot it at them uh, to clear the way. Would have been nice. Yeah, no. Yeah. He would have been alive. I mean, he the kid unjammed the the missiles, right? Yeah, he yeah. That, that, that he he unjammed it, and that's why he was able to shoot so forward. <laughs> so you were able to shoot the shit in the ground, but you just couldn't shoot him over some dividers. Okay, yeah, no. exactly. That's what that's what I'm saying. And the uh, Jason Momoa snuck up in the car and just grabbed the kid. And, yeah, and went off. And he was like, like, "See you later." <laughs> like he grabs him. I just, but, but yeah, it's funny. It, 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 I just thought that. Decided to be brought up and, and and obviously, right before we get into you know rating and everything, we got to talk about the reveals at the end, right? So, we got one, like I said, spoiler, but we got one reveal Gal Gadot is back off top. What, what, how do we feel about that? Anybody first, you go first. It's, a, it's that whole thing, it, they don't need a time machine, they just need to come up with uh people that possibly died before and bring them back. That's what that's what it feels like. It, it is, and I was just like, okay, because Han 
bringing back Han, they made it make sense with Mr. Nobody. And they said, you know, Gal Gadot's character was connected to Mr. Nobody, whatever. Yeah. So did he just come up and like catch her with a fucking inflatable jumper or something? It was just like, oh, got you. All right, let's go. Let's, let's hide you. You're dead now. You're dead now. Like, did nobody go back to see her body and be like, confirm like it, nobody confirmed that the body was nah man they were too busy b- blowing up cool shit <laughs> take it down the plane. no that that runway was way too long to go back for exactly <laughs> you're like oh you're for the birds now <laughs> yeah no that i mean i liked it but that's because you know i'm biased <laughs> yeah yeah i think you what were you saying before uh, that you want the relationship to flow. yeah yeah that's one of my things for like i know we'll talk about it for future things to happen in part two but i'm excited to see han and her relationship just like rekindle see what see what they think coming so, down the line so you don't think that this has a neg a negative like impact to the franchise well it does obviously they cheated her they cheated han of a very a, a very key point to why he went to to tokyo in the first place because that was a big plan you know and he did it for her since they were talking about it in previous movies about it but I mean, if I had to think of it positively, that's one thing I want to see. I get you. I get you. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I want to see their love flourish. Sure, their love flourish. Where love wins everything. I'm going to be like, he better yell at her, bro. You better yell at her because what the fuck? You just died and didn't say shit? She's going to be like, bro, you missed it. I blew up, died, came back, hit <laughs> in Tokyo for a few years. And now I'm running back with Dal. Where well, where you been? <laughs> here's my thing, and this is where like the plot hole gets created because Mister Nobody knew both of them. So when Han took his own life, why didn't they just reconnect there? Why didn't Mister Nobody be like, "Oh, and by the way, you know your ex girlfriend or girlfriend, whoever, if you guys are still a thing, whatever, she's still alive." You know, like you can make a meetup. It's weird because they have to explain this thing in part two. It was a very subtle line, but now that I think about it, when they were when they were like. I think it was Alan Rick, Rickman's character where he was like, they stole a submarine or whatever. She was in that sub. So now they kind of have to explain in part two that where'd they get the sub and where has she been? You know what I mean? So, so maybe Mr. Nobody pulled strings and it she just hit her away or whatever. Who knows? Well, the submarine from Fast 8, right? Well, yeah. Yes, and no? That, that's because is that the one they stole? Yeah. I thought that was just the one they like stopped the rockets with. No, they stole it to try to to stop them, obviously, because what's her face was controlling it, yeah. and um, they wound up stopping it, mm-hmm. but it never blew up. So by the end of that movie, I was assuming that's the same submarine that they stole from Mister Nobody, because of the whole Russian nuclear response and whatever. And so, very convoluted plots. <laughs> now, now, now that we're kind of talking about it, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure if like that's you know if that's how they're gonna play it off or whatever, but yeah. that that's where I mean like plot hole says. Hey, why didn't Mister Nobody hook these two back up when they were supposed to be, you know, dead? He doesn't care about them. Yeah, I feel I have a feeling they're gonna joke about it. They're like, oh, you pretending to die too? I'm like, yeah, me too. Well, I, <laughs> like, I would say that I'm happy that they at least in F nine like completely went into detail like what happened and the reason why, and it made sense. Though I still feel like they cheated it. Regardless, it made sense why Han was back. So if they do the same thing with Gal. And make it com- compelling. I guess I can take it, but it's really cheapening the deaths. And like mm-hmm. I said, I mean, John Cena died in this one in Fast X. Will we see him in part two? Will it be like, it'll be like, I was wearing a flag jacket the whole time. <laughs> He's going to be like, on your left. <laughs> <laughs> Chumbed out with his car. Um, 
And then we'll go ahead and talk about some bitch. <laughs> uh, so after Rally cries from Vin Diesel, okay, mm-hmm. asking him to come back from The Rock going on CNN and basically saying that he'd never come back to the Fast franchise ever again. Mm-hmm. Good luck with your endeavors and whatnot. To tucking his tail in and coming in for a little cameo after they completely cut his scenes in the beginning of uh, the movie because Fast Five, there was a lot of clips where they show um, Hobbs breaking into the safe and everything and they just kind of stuck to the gloves and trucks in the, in the beginning of this one and I guess towards the end, you know, The Rock came around and they decided to do a little cameo and they said he was the one who pulled the trigger. So Jason Momoa is after him as well. And mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is going to go to theories on part two. Uh, but what what do you guys think about the reveal? Are you guys happy that Hobbs is back or, you know, that they put aside their real beef in real life to do this? Or what you think? Mm. Yeah, all, all the better, I, I say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad he comes back. I, I just didn't like that. At the beginning, you know, they're hiding his face. He's wearing a mask, and he looks like a skinny dude. And then and I feel like they, they record that later on, I guess, after he he finally said, like, screw it, I'll be back. Yeah. And I feel like they cut that part in because then he takes it off, and then he's a big old buff guy now. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know that was my that. thing. I didn't notice that. Yeah, no. That was, he looks, he looks he, well, yeah, because uh, that was my big thing, too, because... I thought I that was supposed to be like a fake out type thing. Like he was just wearing a lot of padding. No, dude, no, he is not. He was wearing. I watch it. He he was basically wearing what he always wears. It was like a skin tight like long sleeve, and then just his body armor. Yeah, but he looked he, he looks smaller. Yeah, the dude looks smaller before yeah. before he picks up the phone. And you actually see like his arms, and then he had the big reveal. He takes it off, and it's all bitch. You know, like it looked like a completely different person before that. Oh, so maybe that maybe they did record something and it was supposed to be somebody else and they're yeah. just like, hey, we'll stick you in here. Real Basically. Damn. Because I think I told you too, like, like I'm sure like the reshooting happened because even in the beginning, they cut out a lot of the rock scenes, you know, whether whether it was so, you know, people don't notice the continuity error where he's supposed to be there in that hallway when Momoa comes out. But was was he... Were they willing to cut him out? Be like, oh, yeah, Hobbs was kind of just gone, and you know, by then, and then you know, that's when Momoa comes out. Or was the beef, you know, he didn't sign on, so they were like, we'll go without him, cut him out entirely, and then he got, they gave him the call, and he was like, sure, I'll come, and then Damn. they reshot. So you're kind of feeling my theory because I didn't notice that. I gotta rewatch it, but there was rumors going around saying that they might have CGI Paul Walker's face at the end of this movie. So you saying that it looked like a scrawny white guy? Yeah, honestly, looked, I thought I thought it was gonna be Brian. He looked, yeah, because it, it, it's like it's, I, it, I thought they were gonna come up with the whole story that he was actually doing missions over some, somewhere else. That's why maybe he's not coming back like to the movie. Yeah, yeah, because there was rumors saying that uh, that there, Brian might have made an appearance as CGI in a cameo at towards the end of the movie, and. I got to rewatch it to see. So maybe they did that and they were going to make Brian, you know, oh, yeah, you're the one who helped Vin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, we got to go after him, too, and then eventually make the movie about him going. Maybe that's why he wanted Vin Diesel to come back so hard so he didn't have to do that storyline. And then, you know, eventually it wound up working out where he actually agreed and they replaced him. That's crazy, though. I got to watch. I got to rewatch it now. 
I didn't know that it looked. Yeah, because like, dude, it, he was wearing like the same tactical gear as in, uh, I think it was the first movie when they raid uh, one of the houses and uh, and Brian's wearing the full uh, the full gear. He looks exactly like that at the end of the movie uh, during that post credit scene. Oh. Yeah, so are we cracking something? He looks he looks like that, and then you know he he's carrying like the signature deagle, probably hinting that it's the Rock. And you know it's like this big reveal. Would it be Brian, like we're saying, or would it be the Rock? You know, who could it be? An unknown player we don't know about again. <laughs> but then you know he's carrying the deagle, and and you know we find out it's the Rock. But yeah, no, that was my big thing too, because like I told you, I've seen it twice, and I've made the homie stay back so we can watch it. He it looks like someone else before he gets to the rock. Damn, I gotta rewatch it. That's fucking crazy. Damn. Good night, guys. That's crazy. I gotta I gotta watch it again. But so I guess before we give our ratings, I guess we can start theorizing where we want this to go, right? Who mm-hmm. who we might see. Um you said that you wanted to see uh Gal Gadot's and Han's uh relationship flourish. It is there anything that you would want to see in part two? Any of these storylines that you feel like couldn't continue and might go somewhat your way. Uh, they have to show Brian. If uh, if Jason uh, if they if Jason Momoa's character is going after everyone, they have to show Brian. I I, I don't know how how they're gonna play that out though. But uh, yeah, uh, one of them was uh, Han reconnecting with uh, Gal Gadot's character. Uh, but yeah, that's the main one. Is uh, they have to? I just, I just wonder how. Maybe AI, <laughs> CGI his brother, it's, it's CGI his brother, AI voice, all that. And you made a point saying that you know AI is a thing too, so they could AI his voice. So I mean that's something too. But will they have the balls to do this in part two though? Is that the, that's the big question? Yeah, sure. Then they went to space. I don't know. Like equivalent there, it would take Vin Diesel, you know, a lot of restraint. Like it would take a lot on his part to be like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Cause I think for him, it's more of like a morality thing. Like, do we really bring him back from the dead for this? You know, which I'm sure they were willing to, if that cutscene thing is true or will it cheapen his death or whatnot? That's a big thing. I would want to see that too. Like, I, I think it's a big point to be like, show us that he also went after Brian and you know, his kid, you know, and Mia, because she said she was going that way anyway. Like I'm sure they would have all ran into resistance because if he knew everything, like he says he did, it wouldn't just be the key players. It'd be Brian and Mia also and their kid. That's true. So I'd want to see that. And then, like I said, I want to see um, Gal and I, I keep calling them on their relationship. I want to see that continue. I want to know where Mr. Nobody is. And then I want to know. I just want, like, I want to see where the fuck, how they get up that damn situation. Yeah. Literally that damn situation. Yeah. Hmm. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I need to see uh, one thing is for sure. I got to see how they brought back Gal, right, and why they basically kept them apart. That's one thing for sure. I know CGI Brian is probably inevitable. Me personally, I think it'd be a disservice to the movie if they do that. I, I know, like some people are probably excited and they would be hyped to see you know Paul Walker come back, but I honestly don't think that that would be the right move to do, and I I, I think it will stain the movie a lot i i feel like if especially if they don't get it right if like the cgi is wonky it's gonna make it even worse and people are gonna look at it like this wasn't necessary or we shouldn't have done this at all right mm-hmm. yeah they would have to get it right i know we were talking about that a little, bit, a little bit while ago it they do gotta get it right they can't cheapen some they can't cheapen it one bit it has to be a real like hard hitting moment you know what i mean but uh 
that's one of that would be one of my big concerns because that we'll talk about it later and I'll touch up on it. But like a lot of a lot, I think a lot of these movies past seven are missing that heart. You know what I mean? But yeah, they couldn't cheapen that. They 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 gotta get it right if that's the case. Yeah. Um. Do you think that they're gonna play big with cop sister? Because that's one thing I can go without. I really felt like this movie didn't need her in that movie. In this movie. Best X. Yeah, no, she wasn't necessary. I hope she's a one and done. Uh, Like, I I could... She was fine, though. But I was just like, I don't think... I think it was more like a wrap-up. Because how they were bringing up everyone. Well, I just felt like she was just an easy plot-pushing device because... He saved her, and then all of a sudden, she had the files that Vin needed, and you yeah. know they were. He was able to do whatever he needed to do, and I was like, "Y'all really brought up a sister that she'd never talked about in any of the movies." Same thing with what they did with Cena and yeah. <laughs> Nine is like it seems like a, a, a what's it called the easy easy way to write, you know? Yeah, cheap, cheap writing, cheap writing for sure. Um, but I mean, hopefully, I I think that's one thing that I would want to see is her come back for sure. I, I I mean I wouldn't that. Care. I wouldn't be mad if she showed up, but at the same time I wouldn't want to w- waste time and screen time on her. If that makes sense, like we I would rather see the core people. I would want to see Ever Mendez come back. I know I've been I know I've been Still pushing that. Yeah, I was <laughs> pushing that. I want to see Ever Mendez come back. I know she went on a hiatus at, uh, from acting or whatever, and but uh, ever since we got that stupid scene in Fast Five, we haven't seen her again. And I, I, if they're bringing the whole crew back, I think she is a crucial part. And she should be like, well, where's Brian? Damn. He's safe somewhere in the cave. <laughs> like, hey, looking like his brother Cole. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I mean, anybody else from the franchise you guys would want to see make a return? Uh, well, no, not really. I mean, we saw we saw everyone from Tokyo Drift and, and F9, but, I mean, they kind of ate poorly. <laughs> like, I thought it was kind of fucked up to say, but they, yeah. they did. They came by a while. They came a long way from the Vice Like, where do they, they, somewhere to decide, damn, this life ain't for me. Let's get engineering. Like, uh, he said, I'm, I'm already DK. Might as well just make rockets at this point. Yeah. It's weird. Because when the rocket scientists, I don't know her. I know. Homie was a degenerate <laughs> racing with his American muscle. Like, I mean, is he still with that one girl with the strong jawline or what? Exactly. Exactly. Where's she at? <laughs> You know, they broke up. He's not keeping her. He, she's not keeping him in check. Like maybe you shouldn't go make rockets right now. No, no, no. But yeah, no. I don't think there's anyone else I'd rather come back to see. No, no. I really. What about any 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 returning characters that you might want to see come back? Nah, J- Jason Statham is there. Oh yeah, I like him. The Shark uh, Brothers. Yeah, that would probably be it. Oh, oh yeah, uh, his brother. Yeah. as well. Yeah, because they were. I mean, they worked together in nine, eight, whichever one that was. Mm-hmm. So I mean I'd want to see that and it, and well I guess I'll move past it but like I I really like seeing Han and him like you know not be friends I I, I know I told you that that would have that that would have cheapened it for real for me but I'm glad they're still like enemies you know yeah that shit uh are they still enemies well yeah they only work together because they had a common enemy but they're still like. Not well, as soon as they saw each other, they started fighting. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so they would fight, not because of Han, because of Statham. He didn't really want to fight him. Han didn't want to fight him. Statham was fighting him. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Know. Well, Han was there uh, asking for help, pretty much. Yeah, I don't remember a resolution they took. Exactly. So I'd, I'd imagine they're still like obviously on shaky water. It's not all buddy buddy like it was 
at the end of F8. <laughs> but I mean, like, like that, I'm telling you, like, if he would have been fully on their side, it would have been a real problem for me because I'm like, he basically fucking killed them. You know what I mean? And yeah. forced them into hiding and whatnot. But, I, but I, technically, I, that was all part of the plan, according to Han. According to Han. But, yeah, no, I'd want to see more of the, of where they are, the Shaw brothers. I would want to see Braga come back. I know that's probably, like, such a left field type shit, but, like, he seemed, he seemed like he had ties to, like, everybody. Like, he, like, he knew about Charlie Theron's, like, character. He knew about the Owen brothers, I mean, the Shaw brothers or whatever. Like, he seemed really tied up, so why wouldn't have he been tied up with, you know, um, Reyes? Reyes and them, too. And uh, Jason Momoa and all that. Someone I want, I hope the rumors are true, and I want to see. I want to see RDJ. RDJ, him? As Iron Man? No one. <laughs> <laughs> and together with... Uh, like, I guess it, because like I told you, that I guess he was theorizing that they want to get some real eye genius tech monger, some dude like that. And they were throwing around RDJ. He'd basically be Tony Stark. <laughs> Evil Tony Stark. Evil Momoa. Yeah. Like, like that would, that'd be... That'd be the winning villains, though. Because we already established that it's Mo- Momoa and Rickman at the end of the movie. So throwing a third player there, that'd be too much no. over stuff. Who knows? That's gonna be, we're going to have a Spider-Man 3 epidemic. Who knows? And we've, he said he's willing to do to three parts, so who knows? That's crazy. Yeah, he, he actually did say three parts. Hopefully not. Hopefully we're good with two parts and, you know, I mean, I don't know. Are we do Are we looking forward for a third part? Do do we want to find out? Depending on depending on if how the second one ends, honestly. Well, obviously, if they're gonna make a third one, they're gonna leave it on the cliffhanger. But let's say, for conversation's sake, the way that this movie ended, can you see it dragging on to a third movie? No, I hope not. I hope everything ties up neatly in the second one. Yeah, yeah, it has to with the amount of damage that's being done. Everybody, pretty much dying at, at this one. If if another bad guy comes out, it, they're just pulling bad guys out of their ass pretty much by this point. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, the... yeah, because that that would mean that Momo would have to get away again in order for him to be in the third part. Yeah, and can we really work with a oh Bill? We we missed him again. Oh, yeah, and there he goes. <laughs> I'll see you again, Batman. I mean Dom, whatever you know. I I don't know. I'm not sure. Three parts would be ideal. I don't know. I'm good with two. I mean, I understand money talks, mm-hmm. but can can we afford a, another one? I, I think Dom is getting played out at this point. And I think we'll, we'll touch up on it, kind of what you were saying, but like, you know, losing heart for the movies and stuff is yeah. something that I feel like this one, you know, is suffering from as well. Um, but I guess that's it for at least the review section, right? Um, yeah. We yeah. talked about it. We theorized it. Josh, one to ten, where would you put this uh, movie? Uh, everything included, you know, static plot. Everyone else was basically the same. Um, my pros and cons of it all, even with Momoa and Rickman carrying it, like I think they do, it it doesn't work as a solo movie. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense, like it's basically like what, like it's like reading the first chapter of a book that's not finished. You know what I mean? You're waiting for the second piece. It's until I see that second one, I feel like it'll always be lower. You know what I mean? Especially if, especially if somewhere down the line, they're like, oh, we can't do it because the movie didn't make any money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're just like, that's it. And then that, 
That'd be the biggest cliff cliffhanger in cinematic. Yeah. History. Oh yeah. I I give her like I give her like a I'm teetering toward eight. Give her like an eight. An eight. Wow. Yeah. High up there. Mm-hmm. What about you, Raymond? What do you, What do you think? From one to ten, this movie. Where do you put it at? Say seven. Seven, seven because I'm stuck between. Yeah, uh, seven. Well, more me because I'm more into cars and uh, I don't know where he's uh, Dom is pulling Dodge Chargers. <laughs> out of. Uh, but yeah, the the character, the characters, uh, the way it's built up. Yeah, uh, good seven ex- except for those scenes where uh, I know there's certain mechanical problems with physical stuff, mechanical stuff yeah. that the car just cannot do. But it does. One thing we didn't mention is him taking down two helicopters with, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> with yeah. a Dodge Charger with a nitrous on it. Mm. It is uh, has to be a seven. Not only did he knock it, knock them both out, but he was able to swing it and knock off Jason Momoa off the whole bridge with one as well. He comes back. You hit me with a helicopter. <laughs> the fuck? So, so like, to um, simplify your words a bit. Yeah. With, with all the. Uh, hard with all the things you know aren't possible in this movie, it was still enjoyable to where you can give it a seven. That's yeah. where and, and, yeah. entertainment wise, yeah, I guess it was still entertaining. Yeah, yeah. So I thought Marvin Hart about this movie, right? <laughs> Pause. Um, and damn, I, you guys, you guys, I, I'm gonna sound like a mad hater, but I'm giving it a six, bro. I, I did it for me. This movie didn't do what. I would have thought a finale would do, right? And that would make stakes for the ending, right? Even though I liked where the cliffhanger, you know, had let off, I, you know, I still don't fear for these guys' lives. Yeah. You know, like you said, are they going to kill Dom's kid? Probably not. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean yeah. the, if it was just Dom right there or whatever, I could have probably felt a little bit more like, oh, yeah, they might do him in. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe. Um, it, it take some big balls to try to do part two without Dom, but hey, you know, the crazier shit has happened. Tokyo Drift. But uh, that being the cliffhanger, I already know for a fact he's going to obviously be around for a part two. Um, the plot wise and everything, I, I, nothing really game. And I'm going to, we're going to dive into this a little bit deeper, but this movie didn't give, there wasn't a reason for this movie to exist. Does that make sense? It, it seemed like they pulled it out their ass and they were like, this is how we're going to make this movie a finale or whatever, right? It didn't seem pre-planned like how early installments were, you know, uh, you know, four directly led to five, five led to six, six led to seven, seven, even led to eight, I think. And then I just came out of left field and then yeah. X came this here as well. And I, I felt like these movies aren't justified. And they try to justify it by reaching back to, you know, the one that everybody universally loves, which is Fast Five, right? And try to make a connection to there. But you've seen what they, how they try to make a connection to Tokyo Drift before right. and try to make it into a big thing, make it a big emotional thing, and then they completely just threw it out the window. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel like these movies are going. And they're, they're only doing that because they're running out of ideas. You know, I'm sure a lot of their ideas when they were first writing these down, because he did say that Paul and him wanted 10 movies. I'm assuming that it, they involved Paul. And I think with these movies, after the watered down one that was eight, I think nine and ten were just unnecessary. And I think this one just shows that this one was very unnecessary. Will it pay off in the second one? And you're right, maybe 
the second one could give it a reason to live. But as of right now, where I'm sitting, it, it has to sit at a six. Yeah, that's why as a as a standalone, it doesn't work. You know what I mean? It's like like uh, I don't know if you've ever watched the um, little side tangent, but if you ever watched the that the animated Batman movie where it's broken into two parts, yeah, like like you need the you need the conclusion mm-hmm. to give it the full length. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't just work on its own. Well, there's some movies that do that though. Like I could say like. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. That one works as a solo movie. Yeah, there, we know that there's a part two, but in my opinion, I feel like they, you know, they wrapped it up as well as they could. If they didn't get a part two, it still is a satisfying ending where you know the villain is the conqueror or whatever. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? But this one, like some, this one is you need it. You need that. System. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of movies when you have to crutch up on a second one it it really doesn't work 100 percent of the time Twi- i think twilight did it too and Twi- i think twilight left it off with a cliffhanger like you need to know what happens in the other one but at the same time if it was left there it could have been a happy ending like oh the baby was born and bella lived you know what i mean and from there on you can guess whatever happens after that but yeah i, I think if the, if you need the second part to survive my guy, you're you're starving the first one. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. yeah, maybe when finally it comes out, then we'll we'll have a different perspective. But I don't know. But yeah, I guess that's fine. You guys agree? Agree with yeah. me? Yeah. No, 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 no. Contingencies with uh, contingencies with what I said or when it no. Perfect. Good. Because my review is golden and it's law. There you go. No. That's right. It is law. All right, guys. So. Because of our guests this episode, this episode extended longer than we anticipated and we decided to break it up into two parts. This is going to be at the end of part one. The next episode should be coming out Sunday, um, tomorrow. Make sure that you guys have the notifications on, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, so you guys don't miss when the new episode drops tomorrow. And we hope you guys enjoyed this one and we'll go ahead and uh, talk to you guys on the next one. If this is the finish line, I'm not afraid.